Why is it that black parents always think you're on a rock when you got some weird going on with you? I had this weird burn on my hand because I burned myself on a TV dinner at two o'clock in the morning. And my mom's like, really? A TV dinner? And I'm like, yeah, girl, because I'm a fat ass, not a crackhead. You think I'm out here drowning my sorrows on the pipe? Yeah, that was my 13th reason. Give a fuck a lot of haters, What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Black Explaining the Podcast. I don't know what episode this is because I didn't look before I started recording. Anyway, you know what, y'all? That's not even the first time that my mom has accused me of being a crackhead. And it's really unfair. I also got accused of being a crackhead in public once. And I feel like that was unfair, too, y'all, because I was at the gas station. And I, I was ranking, making a regular nigga purchase. I had a watermelon Arizona and two packs of Berry Duchess. And I was going on about my merry way. And I get to my car to, you know, get my gas purchase. And this nigga walk up on me. And usually, like, you buy get you buy Swishers or Duchess or Backwoods or anything at a hood gas station. And, like, a nigga that's, he got that stuff on him. He'll be like, I got that gas. I got that. So he walk up on me while I'm at my car. And he like, yeah, I got that. I, I got that on me. I got that. And I was just like, oh, no, I'm cool. You know, I'm very selective about who I purchase uh my products from and it certainly is not about to be the nigga at the gas station I was like oh no like I don't I don't need any of that I, I, I need real gas not that kind of gas and he was like well uh you want some rock and I was just like nigga you got crack on you <laughs> what do you mean why why the fuck did you offer it to me I what I don't look like no damn crackhead but in hindsight y'all I absolutely did it was two o'clock in the morning. I had a watermelon Arizona, a pack of honey buns, two packs of uh berry duchess. Um, I what what I have on y'all pajama bottom <laughs> and a hoodie with a bonnet on because I be going the fuck through it, y'all. I think I had some Totino's pizza rolls. Like clearly, I was going the fuck through it, but I'm like, it has not turned me to rock. It has not turned me on the pipe, okay? I, I will not be needing any of your services. And as a matter of fact, I'm calling the authorities, all right? You're going to jail, because <laughs> I'm telling. Nigga, did you, you just trying to sell me crack? No, I don't want no goddamn crack. What's wrong with you? This And this is why we need criminal justice reform, y'all. Lock these niggas up. <laughs> Lock them up. I have never been so offended in my damn life, y'all. But anyway... Welcome back to the podcast. I, you know what I could have did in the time I was telling that story, I could have checked to see what episode it was. Didn't do that. Um, but yeah, I hope everybody's having a good week, having a good time. We are back this week on my favorite subject, y'all, and y'all know what that is. It's coons. <laughs> All right now, it's coons. Okay, and there's a lot going on in a uh, coon culture today okay so i just had to use this opportunity in episode 10 <laughs> um to make sure that i'm discussing uh, what's going on in coon history so today um in coon history a report outlines that justice clarence thomas you know the supreme court justice has been accepting years of luxury trips and gifts uh all kinds of whether they be monetary or like you know just the the actual trip itself um from this 
from random GOP donors. So from random white men, y'all. Okay. And this has led to people calling for his impeachment, calling for him to be prosecuted. Like there's all kinds of stuff going on you know, with uh, politicians today who are just like salivating at the mouth, myself included, because any opportunity we can get uh, to remove a coon from office or from whatever platform they're on, I'm down for it. Okay, I was really hoping that he was going to get like caught in an outfit at the January 6th attack and we would be able to take him out because of that. But unfortunately... We, we didn't have that opportunity. So we're going to have to <laughs> take this coon out by other means or by other methods. Excuse me, we all. The coons really are active these days. And the thing is, is that like Justice Clarence Thomas, you know, if you don't know, you know, let, let, let's start there. Let's give you a little bit of background. Uh, the Justice uh, Coon was appointed to the Supreme Court in 1991 by the first Bush, so George H.W. And he has been, well, he is the most right-leaning justice on the court, including, you know, chief, and this, like, because he's not, he's more conservative than the, the other white people on the court, okay? So including, like, Chief Justice Rehnquist and, Anthony, Anthony, whatever his name, Justice Scalia, he is, he has always been, since he's been appointed, the most conservative justice on the court. Anytime there has been um, any type of landmark case that would, you know, swing the country right or left, it has always been Justice Thomas who has aligned himself with the right. And I think that that has been the case for the majority of his career. Like he has always spoken out against, you know, the the evil that is that is liberalism, and that is, you know, the progressive agenda. And and I, and I won't say like he's like an, a, a conservative activist by any means because he he also is pretty um, low key on the court. But you know, he he has clearly. He has never been in favor, you know, of anything progressive, anything that's a quote unquote handout. He has never been aligned with any programs that would give minority groups an advantage. Like he has never been for that because he thinks it's a crutch. He thinks it's like, oh, you know, well, you got to get it. You Everybody got to get it out the mud type shit. And that, you know. Some people can appreciate, especially, you know, the other right-leaning judges, the other and the right-leaning politicians who like supported him because outside of like the recent Supreme Court appointments we've had, like during the Trump administration, Clarence Thomas's appointment was like, it was, they was frying him, they was frying his ass up, okay? Like some fucking catfish, all right, it was, he was very contested, you know, and by other conservative politicians as well, like, they were like, this man is, he's a nut, he is crazy, like, he was so insanely conservative that other Republicans were concerned as well. I mean, ultimately, he did ended up, he did end up being confirmed, you know, because he's still, uh, on the court, what, 31 years later? But yeah, y'all, it was, they was frying his ass up, okay? 
like some chicken and two day old grease y'all and y'all know when it's in the grease that been on the stove for a couple days yeah that that shit is getting fried the fuck good okay they was frying his ass up y'all but anyway so the implications of this are especially because like he when you are in the political arena like when you are a legislator whether that is like you're a in the house of representatives you're a congressman you're a senator you're a alderman you know you're a even if you're just like something like a superior court judge in like random town delaware okay so first of all fuck delaware and second of all you know there are a lot of measures and levels of accountability there is to make sure that you're not being swayed you know by your public um so whether that's like what you can receive from the public what you have to report when you receive it stuff like that like what relationships you have to report so when you're in the political arena like he is like there are a lot of things that you have to report you know so or that you have to especially or that like you have to be very transparent about you know what I'm saying so like if you are you know I am the the alderman of a tiny town Delaware and I am you know married you know to the chief of police or something there has to be there's a level of transparency that comes into your relationship the same way where if you're like a supreme court justice and you know you're a part of the literal highest court in the country there is a level of accountability when it comes to your personal relationships especially with donors with your because everybody's a constituent at this point like we you don't get voted for but like you know the people are basically they're they're your constituency base like and there has to be levels of accountability to make sure that you're not able to be swayed and the thing is is that you know they um they flying this nigga out to turks and caicos and you know he he on the beach drinking mimosas and shit <laughs> meanwhile the uh the public us Americans, we're fighting for our fucking lives every day because our rights are on the line. And the thing about it is, I'm, I'm, cause I'm being dramatic y'all, you know, like for the most part, there's no accountability anywhere because, you know, American government is corrupt because it was built on white supremacist imperialism, but we don't have to get into that this week. Um, I, I, I'm hyperbolizing, but yeah, like, especially, but when you're in positions like that, which is why, like, you know, there was so much the, the Trump indictment like there's so much scrutiny there because like you can't be bribing people and paying off people and stuff like that and you can't be you know even uh, in other positions like you can't be too too close to to donors you can't be you know hobnobbing with lobbyists and stuff like that because that looks like you know you're being swayed like there's some influence there so those are the implications here like who the fuck knows well we all know that everybody knows that he's a coon okay so everybody knows that these radical positions and stances that he's taking are his own but that does not mean that there is not influence in the things that he's receiving and not reporting because why the fuck you not reporting it okay why the fuck you went Turks and Caicos with a bikini on you know you taking a selfie with this nigga you on the beach you half naked you know sitting your little drink because that's how I imagine him because he is the white man's whore okay so he's probably out on this beach with some tap shoes on and a fucking speedo doing a little dance to make the white man happy 
happy because that's what he has done his entire life. Okay, as a coon, you have dedicated your life to the entertainment and to the upliftment of white people. So I can only imagine what he's doing on these yachts and private airplanes, okay? All I can say is that it's something strange for a little piece of change, okay? Clarence Thomas is definitely out there shaking that ass for a little bit of cash, okay? <laughs> so he was in, y'all, like they said he was on a super yacht, okay? I ain't even been on a normal fucking yacht, y'all. This nigga on a super yacht. He, he, he's living the fuck out of his best life. He was in somebody ranch. Oh, and you know what he, they, they, they definitely had that nigga dressed up like a slave, whipping his ass and being like, say yes, master. And they having a circle jerk around his ass. Uh, I told you he's a coon. They probably got all kind of race play going on at these, uh, damn establishments that he's in. They were, um, and not only were they like trips and yachts and ranches and stuff like that. He was getting like, I wanna say um, some of the largest amounts of gifts, like stuff that was valued at like, you know, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 and above, you know what I'm saying? Supreme Court justices have to report gifts that are over like, I want to say 400 fucking dollars, y'all. And he on a super yacht. I know that shit ain't cost no $400. You know how I know? Because I fucking went paddle boating and that entire trip was 389. So you on a damn super yacht? I know that shit cost some damn money. And he out here on a damn super yacht wearing a sarong, shaking his little coon cheeks for massa. And that's why... And the, and, the, and the thing is, is that like nobody's, we're not, at least me, I'm not delusional about the politics of Clarence Thomas, okay? Like he has set out to reverse every major landmark decision that has been made in maybe the last 30, 40, 50 years. So that because he believes that, you know, the politics of segregation and Jim Crow were ones that bettered black people. Y'all, yes, listen, cause yeah, y'all, the man with the white wife, y'all look, I already said it on the, one of the other podcasts, the second they overturn Loving v. Virginia and it is illegal to marry outside your race, I am joining the Virginia police and I'm locking Clarence Thomas's coon ass up. Okay, the second... They decide to impeach him and this crosses into misconduct that is pros that that you can prosecute. There is an I'm joining whatever fucking police department I have to and I am locking Clarence Thomas's Uncle Tom ass up. Okay. Do that shuck and jive in cell block H, nigga. <laughs> I wonder how uh the Aryan nation in uh, a local county Virginia jail is going to take to your ass um, out here race mixing. Yeah, let's, let's, let's discuss that. And here's the other thing, like in, in all seriousness, I think especially when you're in, cause this, like I said before y'all, Clarence Thomas is a Supreme Court justice, okay? He's not, you know, circuit court judge or a superior court judge or an appellate court judge where they have a much smaller, 
more concentrated focus. You know, they have a limited docket and stuff like that. This man sits on the highest court in this country and he is taking secret gifts, taking secret trips, being aligned with people that very, you know, explicitly have an agenda, which he has seen to be in alignment with. The implications of this are larger than just, oh, he's lying and there's, you know, misconduct there. But he, this man who, and look y'all, Clarence Thomas is not the chief justice of this course, but every, uh, chief justice of the court, excuse me, but every time, every major landmark decision that has swung right, Clarence Thomas has been aligned with that opinion. And he has had radical opinions that have made their way, you know, into the court's documents, into the court's opinion that has been published. There, and, and, and all types of scholars and journalists have said that Clarence Thomas really sets the landscape of the court because of his politics, because of his outspoken nature and also because of his connections and the connections of uh that white woman he's married to okay y'all so the implications of this are much more than just you know judicial misconduct but the implications of this are how much of those gifts and how much of those you know trips how much of that is swaying you know how he is voting himself and encouraging others to vote because we all know that some of these other right-leaning justices that we got on the court don't have the common sense God gave a damn ant. They just out here regurgitating, you know, the, the manuscript, the Republican manual, you know, that they, they hand out at the conventions. They're not even convinced of these positions themselves. They're just spitting out what they have been indoctrinated to believe. And that's the thing. Republicans never vary too far from the script, y'all. Okay, Clarence Thomas has wanted to be white since he was born in 1948, okay? There are multiple generations of enslaved people and African royalty that are disgusted at the sight of this man when he wakes up and walks his raggedy Sambo ass to his job every morning, okay? And the American people should be disgraced. They should be disgusted. Y'all, when I tell you this, this kind of misconduct, which, and I mean, because here's the thing, y'all. Don't, I think Clarence Thomas forgets. You do all this shucking and jiving and dancing for Massa and all of these circus tricks as the Republican, you know, trained circus monkey, but your ass is still black and they gonna put you on a spit and roast your ass like a pig at a damn luau, okay? If some if shit hits the fan, they are going to hang you out to dry like the dirty colored towel you are, okay? You, this is what I be saying about coons. You, you want to be white and you want to do all this song and dance and you want to align yourself with all these radical white people. But at the end of the day, they will turn on 
you and I can't wait to do I can't wait for them to do so I can't wait for somebody one of these white people to just unprompted start fucking snitching yeah Clarence Thomas extorted me and I had to do this or he said he would make this this oh I can't motherfucking wait y'all I can't wait until the other shoe drops because there is absolutely more to this story absolutely more to this story y'all but anyway Let's continue on the topic of coons, okay? Because I think at its core, you know, the culture of coonery really is, you know, about obtaining that proximity to whiteness that is seen as valuable to this group of people. You know, like Clarence Thomas is married to a white woman, hang out with a bunch of white people, got a whole bunch of white friends and family. And I'm sure the black family members that he has, there's there's probably a good portion, they're, they're probably divided because like I said, you know, coonery runs deep. There's probably, you know, a good portion that's like, oh, I can't stand this Uncle Tom shucking a jive and Sambo ass nigga. If he could, he would you know, tell us to go back into civil war so that people can get their damn slaves back. And there's probably another portion of his family that's like, you know what, we agree, we love him, we support him, and this white woman as well. <laughs> okay, I'm sure there are some that are aligned, there are some that are not. But the thing about the coonery, okay, the thing about the coonery, y'all, is y'all you, you, know how the fuck I feel. At the end of the day, you're still not white. And there's there's really nothing we can do about it. Like I have never, I, I don't have sympathy for coons. I don't empathize with coons. I don't think, I really don't think that coons can be reformed. You know, I don't think there's like coon conversion therapy or anything like that. But I do think that, you know, coons, often learn their lesson um because I know a coon that learned her lesson when uh Donald Trump threw her black ass out of the White House Omarosa where the fuck that bitch at yeah no one knows but anyway um we're definitely going to have and there's definitely going to be some interesting discourse that comes out of this because yeah while you may think that, you know, you shucking and jiving and you supporting their policies and, you know, sneaking in their agenda into your own, into the actions you take on the court aligns you with the white people you so, so convincingly want to have or to be accepted into, you know, the one thing white people are always going to do is protect themselves so your black ass is gonna roast like a rotisserie chicken babe and I can't wait okay I can't fucking wait let's see if we can get his ass and Donald Trump in a cell together and they can fucking jerk each other off okay um because man Y'all, I really can't get over this. This nigga was on a super yacht <laughs> out here living his best motherfucking life. He he wasn't even trying to be motherfucking low key. Like, oh, I'm I'ma just take a a little uh, a, a little trip to Ohio and I'ma just take a little trip to Virginia Beach or no shit like that. This nigga in uh on, on a private jet going to private resorts. Somebody gave him a a, a Bible that belonged to Frederick Douglass, which uh um ironic and yeah y'all 
I really have no words. Y'all fucking know how I feel about Coons. Okay, so he is definitely going to be backing that ass up um, for uh, right-wing extremists for a while. Okay? Um, and I mean, like, yeah. Everybody knows that most politicians, especially right-wing politicians, are corrupt. I will definitely say that there is a good group of Democratic politicians that are also corrupt, but I, I mean, like, a lot of, especially the newer Democratic politicians, like, they have a reason to be corrupt. These niggas broke, okay? Like, <laughs> but, you know, they'd be down in the trenches. They'd be helping people vote, helping people get resources and stuff like that, but... Like, these right-wing politicians that come out of this damn generational wealth that fucking live in mansions and, you know, have salaries that are well, or have net worth that is well over, you know, the amount that politicians, legislators, and judicial officials make, like, we know what the fuck is going on and we know it's, you know, some in your pocket that ain't supposed to be there. No, none of us are delusional and I don't think anybody has any misconceptions about you know how systemic corruption is like every single solitary level of government whether that's local government state government federal government shit it's probably a damn alderman in your city right now that's uh taking some fucking bribes um <laughs> i'm sorry y'all i cannot continue with this joke knowing what i know okay but anyway don't be a coon, okay? Because like Dr. Umar said, y'all, we need a coon vex, okay? We need a vaccination for you coons, okay? Because what are you trying to prove? Because after you do all this song and dance and after you shake your little coon ass cheeks and after you take off this costume they got you wearing, you're still gonna be a fucking Negro, okay? You're, you're always going to be a Negro and you're always going to be an other in their world. And I know, you know, this sounds pretty normal. It sounds pretty understandable, pretty basic, you know, for everybody else. But Coons really don't be understanding, y'all. Coons really don't be understanding. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what comes of this. I Like, I, the politics are funny. Like, you, you know, I... What are we going to do, y'all? What are we going to do? Because um, I think, like, nobody, everybody, like, when um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed, you know, it was definitely, um, I, and I won't say it was surprising, you know, she had been, she, she, she was older, she had been on the court for a while, and, you know, she had been struggling with illness. So I, I don't think it was a surprise, but this but, you know, and filling that seat was definitely something that was done strategically for the Trump administration, you know, and then when now, you know, that we have uh, Katanji confirmed to the Supreme Court getting another because I don't I know the court is packed, so we might be outnumbered or the it might be packed too overwhelmingly for an, an addition of another right leaning judge to even matter. I don't know y'all, you know, I am, I'm so fucking jaded that I really only pay attention to politics when I need to do something. Like I vote, I make sure I read like my local, my local newspaper so that I can vote on referendums, participate in, you know, 
circuit court judge elections, shit like that. But, you know, national politics is just so fucking disappointing because nobody gives a fuck about their constituencies anyway. And I don't, I don't, I don't want y'all to twist my words because you need to get your ass out there and vote. Okay, that's why we having all these shitty ass politicians and all these corrupt ass officials keep getting into office because you niggas don't get up off your couch and vote, but you'll sit there for 24 hours and play Call of Duty. But anyway, don't, yeah, don't get it twisted, y'all. You still need to get the fuck up and vote. But I am saying that, like, sometimes politics can just be like, what the fuck, what, what's he, what, what even matters, y'all? Like, what the fuck even matters? Everybody's 70. Everybody's been doing this for fucking 60 years. They don't listen. They, and most importantly, they don't care. A lot of them just kind of like, and this is, I, I hate to say this, but we won't really get a significant amount of radical change until some of these motherfuckers just die, you know? Because they're so goddamn old and they are remnants of a generation that saw, that thought being neutral was the same as being anti-oppression. And that's not the case. And you know why? Because the motherfuckers that are in the documentary with signs saying, take your black ass back to your own fucking school and spitting on people and dumping water on people at lunch counters and dumping smoothies in their laps and, and beating them and dragging them out of the diner. They're alive. They're 70 years old. They're fucking politicians. And they're voting against every single solitary right you hold near and dear. Like access to health care and police reform. You know what I mean? So yeah, y'all, don't get what I said twisted. I am jaded, but I still get out there and fucking vote because I know it matters. And additionally, let me just, let me, cause let me also say this y'all, because I don't want you to just feel negatively about it. And I definitely like as black people, we have every single solitary fucking reason to look at the American political system and just want to wipe our hands of it. But I also think that, you know, white people are starting to see that the way in which we lean is becoming the more accepted form of engagement like the, the 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 views that we have and the ways that we view things is becoming the more acceptable form especially with like access to social media like this i i be watching these damn gen zers argue with their own mama online about you know police reform or about campaign finance and shit like that meanwhile you know what y'all some of you 42 year old niggas is still out here talking about some is it okay to have friends of the opposite sex your ass is 45 sign up for a 401k go register to vote and shut the hell up you know what i mean so maybe whitney was on to something when she said i believe the children are the future because you know back in the day they was doing a lot of weird shit like eating tide pods and sniffing markers but you know, they're growing, they're learning, and, and they're starting to fight back. So I do believe some kind of change, some time of some kind of revolution is on the horizon, y'all. And just let me know if it is a race war or a class war. Okay, somebody, just let me know because um if it is a race war, I um am going straight to the door of scott walker even though he's not in office anymore uh, as a wisconsinite you feel you know i hope everybody feels my aggression i'm going straight to the door of scott walker there is really no white wisconsinite that i hate more 
And then I would like for us to bring back the guillotine. So just let me know whose head we will be chopping off first. Um, I have a couple of personal suggestions, one of them being Jeff Bezos. Um, I also think we might be able to successfully sacrifice Elon Musk with little resistance. So just let me know if it's a race war or a class war, like, because if it's a class war, I'm gonna need to like get my bearings because yeah, we may not have to guillotine her, but we're gonna have to do something about Beyonce, y'all. So like I said, when the revolution starts, just hit me up. Let me know if it's a race war or a class war. Um, that'll let me know what the next step's gonna have to be, y'all. But <laughs> anyway, please, if you got local elections going on out there, get your ass up off the couch and go fucking vote. Um, you know, there's gonna be a presidential election coming up soon. Um, you know, stuff like student loans, um, gun reform, all those kinds of things are gonna be up on the chopping block, y'all. Rights for queer individuals, access to healthcare, all of those things are gonna be up on the chopping block. So please get your ass up off the couch and go fucking vote. And also go help other people vote. Please bully your family members into voting. Um, I know your uncle ain't voting since 1972, um, but he can certainly find the trap house to get that rock. Mm-hmm, yeah, let's... Let's get up, Jerome, and take that energy out on the ballot. <laughs> okay. Anyway, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I feel like the episodes every week are getting shorter and shorter. Do they need to get longer? No, because I'll be looking at my stats online and y'all don't listen to no long ass episodes. So we gonna keep them around this length. Um, I got some stuff coming up. I'm trying to get the panel organized. I'm trying to get some um, additional episodes organized with some special guests and stuff like that. So we got some exciting stuff in the works. Um, Despite the fact that y'all never want me to argue with Hotep on this show, I'm still going to do it. So um, I, 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 this is a casting call for any Hoteps out there. If you would like to come on the show and argue with me, just let me know. We can make it happen. Um, but yeah, y'all uh, have a great week. Uh, please get your ass up and vote. Uh, please uh, encourage other people to vote. Don't be a coon. And as always, stay black. Stay black.